What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Most recently, I had a really, really amazing session, and it was just a family who have tried for a really long time to have a baby and have literally been to hell and back trying to have a baby and so to have them come in my studio with this baby that they've dreamed of that they kind of thought would never happen for them was just amazing to get chills right now talking about it but it was just amazing to be a part of that and get to see their love for this baby and get to see the smiles on their face and watch them watch their baby and hear them ooing and aahing and crying in the background it's just so rewarding to be not only there in that moment, but be the person that they chose to photograph their baby in that moment. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my lovely friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm hanging out with Amy Hale. Amy is the owner of Coffee Creek Studios located in Shelbyville, Indiana. She started her photography business in 2008 and specializes in newborn photography and mentoring. She also worked as an ER nurse for 11 years before devoting herself to her photography business full-time. She loves creating beautiful, timeless portraits for her clients. However, she occasionally likes to be extra creative and create themed portraits too. I am super excited to have a chat with her today. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Amy. Hello. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. I, I'm Amy Hale. <laughs> um, I am just a small town girl trying to follow her passion and her dreams and have been very, very fortunate to end up where I am today. You know, I think a long time ago I went into this thinking, 
like a lot of photographers do, oh, this will be a fun, fun thing to do on the side. And (laughs) always hoping that it could be a full-time job. And here I am today, which is amazing. I focus on mainly newborn photography. That's kind of always been a passion of mine. Way back when I followed Ann Geddes, she was the person that I just adored. And so I got her calendar every year. I hung it up in my house every year and always just kind of idolized her and thought, wow, wouldn't that be cool to have a job like that? And so to be here and be photographing newborns, like I always kind of dreamed of doing is pretty surreal. So (laughs) I love that. I was totally an Ann Geddes kid. Like I had her posters all over my room. And it's funny, like looking back, I was like, holy crumb. I, look, I I had a picture. I was looking through a photo album. I was like, oh my goodness. My teenage bedroom had like images of like shirtless dads holding babies. And like, <laughs> yes, like, I just really liked babies. My parents must have been horrified or terrified. <laughs> yes. They even supported oh, me. They bought dear. me the calendar so every funny. year. <laughs> exactly right. I know. They would just get me more Angetti's things. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so many of our listeners are new photographers, and they may have some fear working with newborns. Now, what advice do you have on getting over that fear and working with babies? Ooh, that's a tough one. When it comes to working with newborns, I like to just remind them that Babies aren't as breakable as you think they would be, which I don't say that lightly. We still have to be very, very careful with babies and be very safe with them. But as far as handling them appropriately in a safe environment, you're not going to hurt them in that way. Imposing them, you know, as long as you're not being forceful and not trying to get them to do things that they they don't want to do, you're not going to hurt a baby. Don't be scared of them. And, you know, err on the side of parents are going to cherish a photo no matter what it looks like. And you can always work on your craft over time and not be too stressed about that because then the stress carries on to the baby and it just makes everybody a little more stressed. So just remember that babies go through a lot just to get here (laughs) through birth and delivery and all those things that can be pretty traumatic for a baby. So just keep that in the back of your mind that a baby laying on a blanket with you in its hands, posing them kind of takes a little bit of that edge off (laughs) for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's great advice. Now, how long do you feel that you, before you felt confident in your newborn sessions, how long did that take you, did you find? Confident is a big word. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing this almost 14 years and there's still times that I'm like, I'm not confident in what I'm doing here. And it's a lot of it is just the babies and it's kind of dependent on each baby. And I will say it took me, gosh, several years (laughs) to get to a place and probably even having my own children to get to a place where I just felt really comfortable with what I was doing and knowing that what I was doing was right. And at that point, whatever the baby was doing, it was kind of on them versus me. But not to say that I don't still have those babies that just send me in that downward spiral of, I have no idea what am I, what am I doing? Why am I even doing baby photography? What, what is this? <laughs> so confidence is a tough word because some babies, no matter how many years you do it, will question, make you question your confidence. <laughs> I know. It's so true. And then sometimes you'll get like a, a run of them too. Yes. And you're like, wow, well, I have lost my, I've lost my touch. I'm no longer a baby whisperer and my career is over. So yes, goodbye. absolutely. Right? Yes. <laughs> Now, I'm, I've, memory serves. I think that you started a trend in the industry a few years ago when it came to maybe doing something unique. Was it putting teeth on babies? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, it's one of those things that I think I will. 
<laughs> it was funny. I did not anticipate that going as far as it did. I'm pretty lighthearted and I like to joke around and think it's funny to break things up every now and then. So I just thought I'd post it to be funny. I never in a million years thought, yeah. you know, I'd become na- known as the baby teeth photographer. <laughs> So if our listeners don't know what I'm talking about, Amy, a few years ago, ended up using a filter and putting, I'm sure you've seen the photos. It's the the image, this gorgeous baby with a great big chomper smile of teeth. And yeah, it took off. It went viral for her and it was just, it was hilarious. It was so good. I'm crazy. I yes. ended up doing it for a few of my clients and they just think they're the best photos. <laughs> oh, yes. I still, every now and then we'll get somebody who says, can you put teeth on my baby? Now, do you have a go-to trick to get toddlers to cooperate? Oh, gosh. When it comes to toddlers, every every toddler's a little bit different, just like every baby is a little bit different. And what works for one baby may not work for another. What works for one toddler may not work for another. When it comes to working with toddlers, my best trick is just to act silly. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but, you know, completely goofing around with them and getting on their level and trying to not make it about the photo and not trying to pressure them because if you pressure a toddler, it's just going to work against you. So I try to always just kind of make it more fun, like whether it's playing peekaboo behind the camera or I'm going to get you, (laughs) tickle, 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 like those kind of things versus um, telling them what to do because just telling them what to do is is never going to really work for a toddler. (laughs) No. You have to go on their terms. 100%. Yes. (laughs) Now, do you supply items for a client closet for your clients? I do. Uh, It's not a huge client closet. I'm slowly adding to it. But for the most part, I have several dresses for moms and sizes, you know, all of the sizes so that she has plenty of options. And then I do have sibling outfits up to about, for boys, up to about size four or five and girls up to, I have dresses for them close to size eight. And then I have for babies, you know, the newborns and sitters and one year's ton, tons of those. <laughs> so dads, you're, you're there on their own. They can bring their own I know, right? shirt. <laughs> so I really need to stock up for the dads. But outside of that, we're pretty well covered. <laughs> I love it. So what would you say is your favorite pose in your newborn sessions? My favorite pose? It would probably be, it's kind of become the pose that I do and I try to do with every session. And I have a lot of mentees that when I'm mentoring, that's the pose that they want to learn. And it's the one where baby is on their back, kind of in that Huck Finn pose, uh, but backlit. And that's probably my all-time favorite pose that is just, it's a little different. It's backlit, so it's really pretty lighting. It's a little tricky to achieve, but when it gets done, when it's done in the right way, it just focuses on all the baby's features in a really beautiful way. So that's probably my most favorite pose. (laughs) Love it. Now, what is your go-to workflow when a session maybe starts to go sideways? Oh, gosh. So what when you say that a session's going sideways, like in what way? <laughs> like maybe baby isn't wanting to sleep or having tummy trouble or just wants to cluster feed. Okay. In that case, it's a little tough. So if, if I always, you know, try my best to get the session to go all the way through and finish it, uh, you know, occasionally I'd. I have had a few times in all my years that I've had babies that it's just not working. And I try to get a good sense of how mom is feeling because I don't want to stress a mom out either. So I'm not afraid to call a, call a session and reschedule it if it's just not happening because we don't need to stress out a baby. We don't need to stress out a mom. That being said, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've had to reschedule. But 
I always keep that in the back of my mind. Um, and it's usually about what I'm about to say we should reschedule that a baby finally lets me <laughs> do what I want to do. Right? You're just like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's just being patient is about the only thing you can do in that moment and letting that baby feed and trying to keep a baby awake so that they're tired and trying to not, if a baby is not tired, no matter what you try to do, they're not going to go to sleep. Or if they do, they're going to pop right back up in the minute you try to move them. <laughs> so in those sense, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of go sideways, but just have to keep your calm, keep patient and try to, you know, read your families and read your babies and make determinations from there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that's so important is, as, and you like nail on the head, just making sure that you're checking in and you're not stressing out the mom. Because like, I know it takes time for you to set up your studio. I know it takes time to get everything heated for them to be in there. But like the memory that they're going to have from that session is is just as important as the images and to your reputation, right? Yes. And you want them to look at those images and have beautiful memories and not remember a stressful time. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> now, how big are your average galleries? So I do in-person sales. So every gallery is a little bit different and it kind of is dependent on what each family wants and what works for them. And so I would say the majority of my clients fall somewhere around the middle where they'll order, you know, 15 to 20 images, sometimes up to 30, sometimes a little more, but usually right around there. And I tend to focus on quality over quantity. So I like to have those images perfected. And that's kind of why I like doing it that way. But yeah, usually some somewhere right around in there. What advice would you give to a new photographer starting out? There's a lot of good advice out there. Probably the biggest one <laughs> would be to invest in your education. And I think I'm pretty big on education because it's one of those things that I didn't have when I started. Uh, back when I started, it was just there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't <laughs> really hardly internet or smartphone, like there just w- weren't a lot of resources like yeah, there are like, now. Like I'm trying yeah. to think back, I don't think I even had an iPhone at the time. <laughs> so um, no. it's weird to think back to then, but there weren't educational resources. So I had to learn the hard way and it took me a really long time to get where I am now. And I also spent a lot of money and a lot of time on things that I did not need to waste my time or money on. And so looking back, if Given the resources that are there now, that would be a wonderful place to start because then you know you're investing your time and your money and your effort in things that are going to work instead of figuring out the hard way like I did. <laughs> oh, gosh. All the blankets that I purchased that are oh, not yes. my style, not my color, hats, that I'm just like, what? I wasted so much money. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and figuring out your, you know, what you love is hard, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a lot, a lot of those things. <laughs> I know. And like, I've been, I've been doing this for 12, 13 years now. And like you, and like it, the industry has changed so much. Styles have yes. changed so much too, that yes. I've got to go through my stuff and get rid of some stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. I can remember back thinking back to like all the little hats. And I remember trying, it was hard to even set up for a session. Cause I'm like, okay, do they want their baby to be a cow or do they want their baby to be a giraffe <laughs> or do they even like cows or do they or even like giraffes? <laughs> like, what are we doing yeah. here? <laughs> So now it's a whole lot easier. We'll just keep it simple. And if they, you know, request something, we'll go down that path. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I've actually noticed over the past few years, like there was, there was a time when Pinterest was really, really big and like every client would come with all these different Pinterest ideas. And I found that over, over time that doesn't really happen anymore. Do you find that too? Yeah. I, I, I can't really think of the last time I had Pinterest photos. A lot of times 
you know, I'll try to ask clients, are there other things you've seen that I've done that you really enjoy? And so for the most part, I feel like people have kind of gotten away from the Pinterest, which is kind of nice because it's, you know, it's kind of the best worst, best worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because gosh, there was some bad stuff on there for a while. And I was just oh, like, yes. oh, man, like, this is yeah. not my style. I don't want to yes. do this. <laughs> yes. And when you're first starting out, it's hard to say like, no, that's not my style. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what has been your most memorable session and why? I've had lots of memorable sessions. We'll go with memorable in a good way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I would say my most memorable sessions that stick out are the adoptions. Most recently, I had a really, really amazing session, and it was just a family who have tried for a really long time to have a baby and have literally been to hell and back trying to have a baby. And so to have them come in my studio with this baby that they've dreamed of that they kind of thought would never happen for them was just amazing to get chills right now talking about it but it was just amazing to be a part of that and get to see their love for this baby and get to see the smiles on their face and watch them watch their baby and hear them ooing and aahing and crying in the back background it's just so rewarding to be not only there in that moment but be the person that they chose to photograph their baby in that moment so yeah that that's probably those are always the most memorable for me. <laughs> Love that. Now, what is the biggest posing or lighting mistake you usually see new photographers make? You know, the lighting mistake that I think is the one that is usually the go-to is the uplighting, but it's not always one of the things that is easy. It's not one of those things that's as easy to see. I think sometimes babies are uplit and you wouldn't necessarily know it um, because it's a very simple tweak of their head or movement of their head or body that makes them uplit when you wouldn't think that it would be. So I would say in general, posing for your light is one of those things that is kind of overlooked at times. We get so focused on getting those fingers straight and getting that baby where we need them to be. And are, there in, are they in the right position that sometimes light is an afterthought when really it should be the first thing you, you know, you kind of think about, or at least stop and think about it before you take that picture. So I would say, you know, when it comes to posing and lighting, making sure that their face is where you want it to be and the light in relation to their face is in the right place is good. And then the other thing I notice a lot is babies, the angles. A lot of times a baby's face should be closer to you and the baby's body kind of further away from you. And that's probably the one that sticks out the most is just the angles and having baby's bottom half too close to the photographer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So are there any special touches that you have for your clients that make your sessions unique? Well, I've kind of become the unique session photographer after a few a few viral posts and it wasn't intentional. <laughs> so I do get a lot of people that come to me with some interesting requests. But outside of that, I always try to get to know each client and get a feel for what's important to them and what they love. And if I'm able to create something special and meaningful for them, um, I will kind of go the extra mile and do that because I enjoy doing it and then they enjoy it too. But I always try to keep little things around like little snacks that I know that they like or mm -hmm. um, giving them a little client gift here or there or yeah, just trying to make it a very special, special and memorable experience for them and providing comfort and drinks and food <laughs> and all the things that they might not think about when they're rushing out the door to get here with their newborn. <laughs> I love that. Now, do you do um, like in-person sales? You have them come back? I do. Yes. I didn't always do it that way, but it has been, you know, life-changing, business-changing, and I wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah. I said I'd never do it, and 
<laughs> Here I am saying I wish I would have always done it this way. <laughs> so yes, they come, you know, they come for a consult, then they have their their session, and then they have their ordering appointment, which sometimes, depending on how far away they are, we do that on Zoom. But yeah, they're separate, separate appointments. What do you wish more photographers knew? Well, this piggybacks on what we were just talking about a little bit. I wish more photographers knew how to charge their worth. I think it's very easy in this industry to not be valued and not, I think other photographers value other photographers, but I think as this profession in a whole, I don't feel like it's the kind of profession that people just look at and think, oh, you charge what? Okay, that's great. Here you go. And I think it's easy as photographers because we love our jobs so much and we're so passionate about it that it's easy for us to not charge what we feel like we should or what we should because we enjoy it. And so there is value in your experience and your time and all of those things. And so going down that path of I wish people would realize that their time is valuable and their experience is valuable and it's not worth sacrificing your life and your family and all of those things to do this job because it is a job, even though we love it and, you know, it doesn't always feel like a job. It is. And that's why we're doing this is to provide for our families and all of those things too. So don't sell yourself short. <laughs> what I think is really fascinating in our industry is that like when it comes to wedding photography, like charging thousands of dollars is the norm. Like this is what yeah. is expected. And yes not even blink eyes blinked at it and right. newborn photography which I, I like i love my husband but honestly the birth <laughs> of my son and like like yeah like it, like i would have paid so much money for a newborn photographer at yes. that time because it meant so much to me but i just find it so fascinating that so many photographers and myself included like we are charging for 400, 500, under $1,000 for something that takes us probably at minimum per client as opposed photographer over 10 to 12 hours per session. Yes. And it's just, it's just so interesting. Like, why is this industry so different, different and viewed so differently than the wedding industry? And I know that you have previously done um, weddings too. So did you like, did you really notice that too? Oh, I absolutely noticed that. And that shooting weddings is what allowed me to um, retire from nursing and do photography full time because I was able to charge that and I was able to make really good money on weddings. Problem was my heart was not in weddings. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it was in newborn photography. And so in the process, I, you know, I took before I switched to in-person sales, I kind of had COVID honestly pushed me over the ledge <laughs> because it was difficult. It was difficult for everybody. And I think it forced yeah. in a good way. It forced me to evaluate what I was doing. I had to stop for a minute and I actually saw my children and spent time with my children and had this epiphany of what am I doing and why have I been doing this this way for so long? And, you know, at the end of the year, looking at my numbers and thinking, wow, I am killing myself to make that. Like, this doesn't make sense. And yeah. so I knew I was going either going to not be able to continue what I was doing or I was going to have to make some big changes. And so I've been very fortunate that I have amazing clients and they've been really receptive to this new pricing structure. And for the first time doing it this way, I'm making good income, I'm paying my bills and saving some and saving for retirement and all the things that we have to do as being, you know, self-employed, you know, we have to cover our, all those little things that weren't covered by an employer. And so I'm finally able to do that instead of just scrambling, trying to make ends meet. So it has completely changed my business, being able to charge 
what I should have been charging all along. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I'm in the process right now of just taking a sabbatical from photography and restructuring my business because, you know, like I, when we first get started, I had no business owning a business no, me either. Experience. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And there really wasn't any resources on how to do what we were doing. I just was excited people wanted me to take their photos. So like 10 years later, I was like, this business really needs an overhaul because I am killing myself and I'm not making the money that I should be making yeah. in this business with the talent that I have. And yeah, it was interesting. I really had to like really get real and look at my numbers and go, wow, I need to stop. <laughs> this, is, this is not good. <laughs> It is not worth it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Um, well, my friend, are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. Let's do this. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Tea. <laughs> Ooh, what kind? I love a good like peach tea or you know, flavored tea. Mm. I've just never been much of a coffee drinker. Yeah. I want to be a coffee drinker. I love yeah. the smell of it. I just I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last thing you did for yourself as an indulgence? You know, I went and got my first facial. <laughs> I've never had a facial. I'm almost 40 and, you know, thought I'm going to do something for me. Let's let's try something. And I was like, I'll go get a facial. And it was really nice. I might have to do it again. <laughs> I love it. What did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? I wanted to be a baby nurse, which is Kind of funny because it's kind of like a merge of exactly what I've done. I became a nurse and now I photograph babies because I love babies. And so, yeah, that's what I thought I'd be. And turns out I just take pictures of babies. I don't need to uh, be their nurse. (laughs) (laughs) What is that song that lifts you up when you're feeling down? It's so hard because I haven't listened to like music in so long because I'm a mom of three young kids and all I hear (laughs) is noise and I don't get to listen to what I want to (laughs) So when I get a quiet moment, I just keep it quiet. But I would say I'm a Rascal Flats fan. I've been a Rascal Flats fan my whole life. And anytime I can hear any of their songs, it just kind of takes me back and puts me in my happy place. <laughs> so they can never quit singing, although they don't do much anymore. But yeah, any of their songs make me happy. <laughs> What's for dinner tonight? Oh, we're going to do homemade pizza pockets. Kids, nice. the kids like those because then they can pick whatever they want in their their own little pizza pocket. <laughs> Do you have any personal projects going on right now? I'm getting better about this now that I'm, you know, trying to make some time for my own kids. Everybody says, you know, oh, I bet your kids have the best pictures. I'm like, no, actually, they don't. <laughs> Theirs are the worst. I never do their pictures, but I'm trying to fix that. So right now, my girls are, you know, really fun ages, six and seven. Well, actually, my daughter turned eight yesterday. So six and eight now. And we're going to do, I bought a big life-size Barbie dream house backdrop. And so I've got them little dresses and fancy shoes. And we're going to do some Barbie dream house pictures to put in their bedroom and their playroom that they share. So yeah, we're going to do that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. How fun. What makes your soul light up? Besides taking pictures of babies? (laughs) I think like being really creative and coming up with like having a picture in my mind of what I want something to look like and then actually being able to create it. And once it's created and I can actually see it on my computer and knowing like that vision came to life, it just makes me so excited. And knowing that I can create that is just, I don't know, it's kind of a hard, surreal thing to explain because sometimes you have these visions in your head and you think, how's this ever going to work? And so when the, the, Piece, puzzle pieces come together and it does work 
it's just, I don't know, it's fulfilling in a different kind of way. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. I love to end my inter- interviews with this last question, and it is, what are you curious about or artistically curious about right now? I am a little curious about video. Uh, I know it's kind of one of those things yeah. as a you do a little bit of everything. And I think as I've switched gears into creating more mem- memorable experiences for my clients, um, I've always thought, man, video would be a really cool compliment to mm. photography. And how could I incorporate that? So it's one of those things I've always kind of been a little curious about, but whether or not I'll ever be able to execute something like that, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you will do it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I always come up with ideas and then we'll see if I ever actually pull them off. But (laughs) Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh, my friends, what a great conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you probably adored this conversation just as much as I did. And seriously, my beautiful friends, I'm sending you so much of my light and love today and every single day. We will see you next time.